Welcome to Why Does It Matter, the podcast from Hope Community Church Aintree. We're a new podcast and it's really just a conversation about why certain things matter in the Christian life. In the busyness of our daily lives, how do we build in a walk with Jesus that is infectious to those around us and draws us closer to the heart of God? And today we're going to be talking about one of the things that many of us struggle with when we hear this particular word said in the life of the church and that is what it means to do the work of an evangelist. We see evangelism as being something that is uh, whether that's the right word or not extracurricular from the Christian faith but in one sense we should be looking at it as as um, like prayer like we talked about last mm. week of something that's part of our life something that is included in being a Christian Yeah, so we read in Ephesians 4 about, uh, in, in fact, I'll quote it, Ephesians 4 verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers. So here we're reading about everyone has their own unique gift. Everyone's different in, in that certain way. And then we're also told by a lot of preachers about how we should fulfill the great commission of go therefore into all nations, making disciples. So how do they work together? I think, first of all, we probably need to look at some of the misconceptions, don't we, before we dive into that. And, you know, I wonder what image it conjures up in your mind when you hear the word evangelist. You know, I wonder if for some of you it fills you with dread at the thought of having to uh, talk to others about Jesus. Or maybe the word evangelist to you conjures up images of, you know, a Billy Graham or somebody like that on a platform with, you know, a rally of thousands of people in, in front of them, uh, waving a Bible in the air as he preaches. Or, or maybe for you, it's the street preacher with the sandwich board on saying you're all going to hell um, and wondering how on earth people kind of uh, receive that in some way. So maybe when we say that word evangelist, actually, it conjures up a whole load of stuff in our mind that actually puts us off uh, and throws us off when when the Great Commission is something that Jesus said to his disciples, uh, which is something for all of us to do, to go and make disciples of all nations. Yeah, almost like a, a way of life. Yeah, you're right. Those misconceptions, we see evangelism as being something that is... Uh, whether that's the right word or not, extracurricular from the Christian faith, something that is um, should be done uh, on a different time, on on on. We need to make time for it. But in one sense, we should be looking at it as as um, like prayer, like we talked about last mm. week, of something that's part of our life, something that is included in being a Christian. And I guess like like we were saying with prayer as well, the more we do it, the more confident we will become in doing it. So maybe. The thought of sharing faith with somebody else becomes quite a big thing if it's actually not something we do very often. But the more we do it, the more we practice it, um, the more natural it will become. And oh, yeah. I, th- I think the other thing to think about is, is, is it, it doesn't always have to be the same thing. If we see evangelism as a journey, you know, a lot of the time I wonder if we simply see evangelism as leading people to Jesus, that moment where someone makes a decision in their life and they say yes to Jesus. 
But what if evangelism is so much more than that? What if evangelism is uh, about uh, bringing hope into the lives of the hopeless, both personally and in a bigger sense in the world at this time? We have a message of hope to proclaim. What would it look like if our lives were attractive uh, mm. so that there was something about us that people are like, wow, I want what it is that they've got. They're, they're always joyful. They never seem to swear or gossip or get annoyed. There's something about them, and I want to know what it is about their life. Mm, yeah, no, I agree with you there. It's not the, um, there's no one way of doing evangelism in one sense. Um, like we talked about last week about prayer, how that in itself is a witness. If we're doing it in publicly, if we're going to make it a real thing, not in the intention to make ourselves look good, but in an intention to, to, as you said, show that our lives are actually different to theirs. And it's making that different. And, and going mm. back again to what you were saying about how the more we do it, the easier it becomes. Uh, just looking at my own life, um, going out um, onto the street, evangelizing, or, or even making friends and, and subtly being a witness to, to them. The more I did it, the more I wanted to do it, the more I would even just going into a shopping line in, in, in Aldi and looking at people and having such a heart and a burden to want to share the gospel with them because all that you see, you just see people as they're going to a lost eternity and you need you feel that you need to do something about it and it's just having that mindset of being ready you know to to do that there's probably a reality that there's people listening thinking i just don't feel like that way at all Aaron. i'm stood in the queue at aldi and i'm just thinking get me out of here (laughs) (laughs) and can i just um just to back up on something i love what you said about um how what we said about prayer you know when we offer to pray for people yeah there's really something in that that actually yes it might be hard to to preach the gospel to someone but to simply say to someone who's not a follower of jesus you know what we're praying for you and the important thing there is to then go back and look for those nuggets of gold you know so when someone comes to us later and says oh you know i'm doing this in life now and you think yeah we prayed for that do you remember we we prayed for that for yeah, you yeah, yeah. and those things make a big difference mm. I, I remember um a little while ago offering to pray for somebody who uh, had something coming up uh, and it was a, a, another parent of somebody else um, in my daughter's class in school and I remember uh, a few weeks later I was just stood in the playground waiting to pick them up and this voice shouts across, across the playground that thing you prayed for it happened <laughs> and, and loads of people just turned and looked at me um, but it was almost like she'd done the hard work for me there it was brilliant <laughs> and I think sometimes the way we live our life is really important I remember uh, chatting to a friend of mine and this was a throwaway thing. I don't even remember saying it to him, but one day he came, he came up to me and we were having a conversation and he said, um, he said, you know, one day you said to me, you're not religious, but you said you're a person of faith. Hmm. Like what, what's the difference? And all of a sudden the conversation just opened from there. So sometimes it's the small things we say that open the door for us to share the good news of Jesus. Yeah, being real about it and, and, and the way we in which we live as a Christian uh, and be public about it in one sense and uh, not speak of the world like we are called to be in the world but not of the world. People will see that and, mm. and as you said, um, make reference to it and, and notice it and that is us being evangelistic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we can't just assume that because we're in the church that people automatically know that we're good news people yeah you know in in some ways you know being part of a church no more makes you a christian than going into a fish and chip shop makes you a fish (laughs) that you have to actually live live a life that in some way people are going to be drawn to in some way that life of authenticity that people see hey there's something more that i want of that can i just ask you about 
uh, one thing you said earlier so you said about you know you you're in the street uh, or you're in aldi and you're seeing people so you and i are wired quite differently so <laughs> if we were to look at those ephesians gifts and let's make let's start at that point and go from there that suggests that you know there's there's five different giftings that jesus has given to his church one of which is an evangelist so y- you are an evangelist just someone that can naturally share your faith i'm not so i'm i have the heart of an evangelist i desperately want to see people come to know jesus as their lord and savior but in terms of sharing my faith that's not something that comes particularly natural to me tell me a little bit about what that looks like for you I think for me, uh, yeah, you, you're right. It's it's funny how people are definitely wired, but um, my intention is always to to um, directly tell people the gospel. Um, I, I think where I, I see you, just to talk about you for a second as well, is seeing how you're a people person and the way you relate to people in the community. You're able to have that friendship with people and, and be a witness of, of what we're talking about. And I think this is where we, we look about getting like the, that balance of, of being an evangelist, but also uh, being a witness in the world and, and and showing how you know they can interlink as well but for me I, I, I my passion would be to go on the streets and, and ask people what they think of Jesus what they th- what are their views break down their worldview go through tell them uh, the gospel almost like Jesus uh, the woman in the world using that uh, uh, story in, in John uh, chapter 4 I think it is uh, where um, he talks about something physical uh, like water and it changes it dramatically to, to spiritual and looking at living water and the way in which he revealed to her his sin by looking at uh, the commandments of the law and then showing the gospel to her and then uh, we, we see that great commission being filled out of making disciples not converts because what she did she didn't go to bible college or, or anything instead she went straight and talked about jesus to all the the, the village and, and they came to know uh, the the truth she didn't have to go to bible college to train for that which is is a funny thing on itself just to think about that you don't need to go to these special schools in order to be a witness for christ mm. you know you can do it as a christian the simple faith the first day you become a christian you you know the truth that lies within you yeah i love that she's the first evangelist that we, we see yeah. in the bible and um, so so i guess if we're looking at those ephesians verses then that that suggests that you know, there's a particular purpose for the evangelist. And actually verse 12 of Ephesians 4 says that these gifts are, are given um, in order to build people up in the church, that the body of Christ is built to fullness. So actually the gift of the evangelist isn't to be the one that leads people to Jesus all the time. The gift of the evangelist is to, of course, be doing those things, but to be building the church up in order to be to be able to to share the good news of Jesus. Um really helpful for you to say to me actually this you know the building friendships building relationships with people mm. stuff naturally comes from that and in some senses that therefore is evangelistic work you know as much as being able to lead someone 100%. to jesus yeah i suppose it comes down to that verse in, in 1 peter three fifteen that says but in your hearts revere christ as lord always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have yeah because maybe the, the the misconception of the evangelist is that you know whenever the the barista comes over in the coffee shop or the waitress comes over or whatever it may be you're like let me tell you about jesus mm-hmm. or it's the person with the megaphone shouting at everyone who walks past you know let me tell you the good news about jesus and actually maybe being an evangelist is, is this thing it's about always being prepared so that when the moment comes and the moment arises we're not caught off guard because yeah. we all have a story to tell yeah 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 that's it that's so true and it it's be it's being part of our life not just something that's extra um on top there's actually a quote that i i want to tell you it's called everybody somebody anybody and nobody 
Um, and it goes like this. There was an important job to be done and everybody was asked to do it. Everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but as is, as is usual, nobody did it. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought that anybody could do it and nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody which actually anybody should have known that everybody was to blame. And although so that sounds very confusing, it, it's so true of the Great Commission that we've all been told to do this mm. and we, we blame people for not doing it when ourselves we're not doing it as well. And it, it, we're all called to do it, not just somebody, but everybody. Yeah, so if the, if the first line of that, that thing, instead of saying the important job said evangelism or making disciples or sharing the gospel, the good news, I suppose what it... Part of where that word evangelist comes from, really, is is evangel. I mean, it simply means good news, uh, and we're we're called to be good news people in the things that we do and the way that we we live our lives. There, mm. there is an argument, though, isn't there, in, in in kind of theological circles? And we don't want to get too heavy. This is light and conversational, but there's an argument around what what would be called predestination, so a perspective of faith, which would say that God knows everything from beforehand. So some people will be saved, some people won't be saved. Therefore what is the point in evangelism now that's not a view i hold but some people may hold that what what's your thoughts as an evangelist on that yeah i think i think whatever your view is whether you believe in um uh, the way in which predestination appears and and whether you that you know uh, we're talking about being hyper calvinist or, or, or something um it, it shouldn't affect the way you do your evangelism we are, are challenged we are commanded um, that's the Great Commission to make disciples. So it's not the the fact of being part of your doctrine and what you believe in your theology, but it's actually a fact of being obedient to the words of Christ. Mm. Um, one of the things that we notice about Jesus, actually, Jesus, if you notice through the Gospels, he doesn't preach salvation. Have you noticed that? In the Gospels, Jesus preaches the kingdom. Mm. He preaches the kingdom of God is near. And then in his death and his resurrection, the kingdom of God comes and the kingdom of God will one day be fulfilled. And there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. At the minute we're living in this limbo land of the kingdom uh, which is to come uh, and the kingdom which has come. Yet we're still in the kingdom of this world as well. It's like the kingdoms collide. But if you think about if like the queen was to come, there'd be like an entourage of people that are coming ahead, preparing, painting the streets, making it look all Hmm. nice and that kind of thing. And actually we are all called to be ambassadors of the kingdom jesus is the king of his kingdom Uh, and if jesus is our king uh, then we are called to to both do the uh, the great command to love the lord our god with all our heart soul mind and strength to love our neighbor as ourselves Mm. and also the great commission to go and make disciples of all nations Mm. Uh, so if jesus is our king we have to hold those two things in tension Uh, and as ambassadors of the king we have a good news message the king is coming the king is coming his kingdom reigns his kingdom is coming and actually that's a good news message which means that surely to be an evangelist an evangel person a good news person means to be an ambassador of the king someone who offers a smell and a taste and a view and a perspective of the kingdom which is to come mm-hmm. so to be an evangelist i guess doesn't always mean preaching the gospel to the point where people are led to salvation but it can mean pointing to jesus that the kingdom comes yeah yeah, well put. And I think it's seeing that, as you said, uh, of Jesus being the king, uh, not just looking at him as being our saviour, but the king and, and obeying what he's commanded us to do as 
as our king. Yeah, and I think one of the things we sometimes forget is that um, sometimes we can assume that people know the need for Jesus in their life. And actually there's a whole load of people who are going through life very comfortably, very happy. And we would say maybe they have a God-shaped hole in their life, Mm. but they would say, actually, I'm doing pretty fine, thank you. And I'm not particularly interested in the message that 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 you're saying Mm. but when they see something that compels them something different about the way we live our life something different about the kingdom value they want to know something of what is different which is the moment where we then need to be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks us to give the reason for the hope that we have totally yeah it's not an easy thing is it um (laughs) but it's such an important thing to do because something that jesus asks us to do and so uh, i wonder what that looks like in in your life are you someone who's naturally wired as an evangelist who finds it really easy to share your faith or are you someone who actually you've always said it's not for me it's for the evangelists but actually today we've realized that that actually the purpose of the evangelist in ephesians 4 is to build up the church but we're all called to make disciples And sometimes that doesn't mean preaching the gospel, but it can mean simply offering to pray for somebody, offering some words of hope or encouragement or doing something that demonstrates the kingdom which is to come. I challenge you to have a go at that in some way this week. I'd love to pray for us before we finish today. Lord Jesus, thank you that uh, through your death on the cross and your resurrection, you have saved us. Thank you for your kingdom, uh, which is coming. Thank you that you rule and you reign. And one day, Uh, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But Father, until that day, thank you that you've called us to be your ambassadors. So Father, I pray for each of us uh, that you would fill us with your spirit, that you would give us a greater boldness in living a a life uh, in which we demonstrate the values of the kingdom so that people will see the good news of Jesus lived out and spoken out of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.